0: Welcome back, everyone. It is another episode of the Define University podcast, and this episode, I am I'm really excited to get into this. Although I don't I don't know that there hasn't been an episode yet that I haven't absolutely loved, but I'm really excited about kind of the why behind this episode, really where it came from. So, as I was listening to a recent podcast on Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast. If you're not sure who she is, she is an entrepreneur, she's a mom, she's a photographer, but in all honesty, guys, she is so much more, um, and so if you're not familiar with her, go check her out, but there are two main reasons I love to follow her, and one is authenticity, and two is relatability, and I don't know if you are like me in anything like that, but I will listen to pretty much anyone and anything. if I If I trust that it's coming from an authentic and relatable standpoint, and she hits both of those marks. So her main goal, her main niche, if you will, is marketing and business. But you guys know me, you know how much connection, how much collaboration, how much, can't think of the word I'm looking for, but how much overlap maybe there is between education and marketing and business. And in all honesty, what she really teaches on, what she really coaches on, is to truly living your best life and to owning who you are. And so I don't know that there's anyone listening that wouldn't know why I fall in love with her every single every single time I watch her, listen to her. And that is, again, the mission and the vision that I bring to, to define you, to this company, to this business that I am creating for educators, so that as educators, we are living our best lives, we are owning who we are every single day. So I was listening to a recent episode that she had, and it got me thinking, and my wheels started to turn. See, the episode was the five thoughts that women have that hold them back in their businesses. And again, I'm listening to this, and I couldn't help but think, this is so relatable to teaching. I was making a connection here and a connection there, and then I thought of a story, and then I started laughing, and it just was a really cool experience. So the next thought I had was, I need to share about this. And so here we are today, here is me sharing it with you. I am going to be talking about five common thoughts that educators have that hold them back from living into their true legacy, their true excellence, their true purpose, however you wanna frame it, every single day. And so without further ado, let's dive on in. So the first thought that I know myself, I have fallen into this trap more times than I can count, is that is what I call the words on our pages don't, and the pictures don't match. So the words and pictures don't match. So let me explain what I mean by this. Have you ever, have you ever read a picture book, but after you read the words on the page, you looked at the pictures and you thought, that's not the picture I would have chosen. Now, maybe you have, but in all honesty, when I really thought about this, I it, I haven't. I really couldn't come up with a book that I was like, no, the pictures don't match, right? They always match, they always connect. So why is that? Well, it's because the author and the illustrator is one, either the same person or two, they work really closely together, they edit, they do drafts, they, they make sure that it's a cohesive fit. Yet what happens with a lot of us because we are the writers and illustrators to our own lives, is that we are moving so fast or we are moving on autopilot that we forget to slow down and check in with ourselves. Do the words I'm speaking match the actions that I'm taking? Or am I falling into the trap of believing things about myself, about my role, about my classroom that just aren't true? I'm believing them to be true, but they aren't. And what's happening is they're actually holding me back. These my friends are called limiting beliefs and they are just that they are limiting, meaning they hold us back. They keep us hidden. They keep us small and they are a belief, meaning they're not true. When we listen and trust our limiting beliefs as truths, it's like we're reading a fiction book with a non-fiction mindset. We hear an opinion and we trust it to be a fact. And I see it all the time. Heck, I lived it for a long, long time. Things like, I have to do this. I need to do that. I should go do that. And the thing is, these beliefs don't have to be monumental. They don't have to be huge. In fact, it's often the smallest beliefs we hold that are sometimes the most powerful. Some of our daily habits are actually limiting beliefs. We fall into the trap of doing something Because we think we have to, we need to, or we should. These three phrases often identify that we are heading down a path of a limiting belief. So what do we do instead? We rewrite it. And here's how you do it. I want you to show it who's boss. Meaning you identify, you get to identify that you have a story or a belief that you are believing to be true. And I want you to ask yourself, is this actually true? Does everyone around me believe this to be true? And the very last question is, is it serving me? Then I want you to share it out. I want you to get out of your head so you can notice and separate from that story. When we stay in our heads, I don't know about you, but I feel so overwhelmed. But when I simply write it down, I feel so much better. Think of it this way. If you walk into your classroom and immediately start thinking about all the things you should do or need to do, what feeling comes to you? How do you feel? Now, imagine yourself getting out a sheet of paper, writing them all down, maybe even crossing a few off because you realize they don't actually need to get done. Now, how do you feel now? So different, right? Get out of your head. Get out of our own way. The third step to this sequence is to shape it. So first we're showing it who's boss, we're sharing it out, and then we're gonna shape it into perspective, which means we're gonna rewrite it. So we're gonna take that limiting belief. In order to be an amazing teacher, I need to stay until at least five o'clock every single day. That's a belief. That is not true. Not every educator believes that to be true. And it is certainly not serving you. Or at least it didn't serve me when it was mine as an educator. So then in order to rewrite it, we're going we're gonna to rewrite it. And what I want to caution you against not doing is, is don't just flip it. So instead of saying, you know, in order to be an effective teacher, I need to stay till five, we're not just going to say in order to be an effective teacher, I won't stay until five. It's not as simple as that, but it's pretty close because what we're gonna switch it to is an I am statement. I am exactly the, the teacher my students need me to be regardless of the time I stay until work at. Do you see how different that is? And then the fourth step is we're gonna let it shine. You're gonna post that rewritten truth anywhere you need to see it, multiple places, so you can be reminded of who you are and the truth statement about yourself. I post mine in the car, I post them in my bathroom, I post them in the kitchen, I post them in my office, on my computer, you name it, it's there so I can see it, I can say it, and I can really start to feel it, own it, believe it, and trust it. This second thought that I have seen and I have lived that holds educators back is comparisonitis or I'll never be like her. I could never teach like she does. She has something I could never have. I don't know how he can do it. In addition to these thoughts, we also use words like beginner to further support why we can't do what we want to do or why we aren't finding joy in who we are as an educator. Maybe we label our class or maybe even the grade as a tough bunch. Everyone knows it, right? This is a really hard group this year. Maybe it is, but you, my friend, are stronger. We've got to stop the comparison game. The only thing, the only thing you are allowed to compare is who you are today with who you were yesterday. Then you're going to learn from today and use that to grow into tomorrow. And it's the same for our students too. See, even in an episode about us as educators, I can't help but sharing some insight about students. It's another reason I believe if we focus on us, we naturally then focus on our students. But and this is a big but, if we solely focus on our students or anything else external in our environment, we so quickly lose sight of ourselves. Further evidence why I believe so much in putting ourselves first, no matter what. All right, back to the comparison game though. A thought that holds us back is the thought of I'll never be good enough. I'm just a beginner. Well, of course you are. (laughs) But why is being a beginner a bad thing? Right, But what about, and here's another way to think about it, what about a teacher that spends 20 years in first grade and then moves to sixth grade? What is she? Is she a beginner because she's never taught sixth grade before? Or is she a veteran teacher? Is she, this is one of my favorites that I hear so often, is she what we might call an advanced beginner? What does that even mean? This is why I love language so much. The power of language is so essential and critical. Stop using words such as beginning. If, and it's a big if, if it holds you back. If you're a beginner and you love it because you're growing, you're excelling, then use it. But if labeling yourself as a beginner holds you back, gives you a reason to quit or brings on excuses, ditch that label and focus on who you are after the label. And that my friends, is educator. The only thing that makes you a beginner is you. You've been teaching your whole life. That's my guess anyways. Take myself, for example. So New York State, where I live, New York State says I became a teacher in the summer of 2006. But in all honesty, I've been a teacher for way before that. I taught my brother so many things growing up. We're seven years apart, so I was always teaching him something, and mostly good things, of course. Right? Then I taught my dolls while I was playing school. Anyone else ask the teachers at school for extra worksheets to take home so you could use them for school? I used to have my mom take me to the teacher store, you know, when they were still around so I could buy supplies for my classroom at home. The pen with the one side that was red and one side that was blue and the grater with the sliding part in the middle, those were my absolute favorites. Anyone else have those? <laughs> Then how about when I taught swim lessons, right? I was a coach. I started coaching when I was 12 years old. I was a swim coach walking up and down the pool with my own coach. Then how about when I taught my little, when I was a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters in college? I wasn't quote unquote a teacher then, but yet I was. See, being a teacher, an educator is part of my identity and it's yours too. So don't sell yourself short by using words like beginning or starting to compare. When we compare, that quickly turns to judgment or resentment and no one wants to go there. So instead, I want you to focus on you and focus on today and trust and love in who you are in this moment. Can you do that for me? Can you do it for yourself is actually the better question. The third thought that I think holds educators back, and again, I'm on truth moment here, this was me all the time, One day, I'll find the balance. I can still hear myself saying it to my then boyfriend, who is now my husband, after I missed dinner with him for the third night in a row. I'd say things like, one day, babe, I'll figure this out. It's just part of the process. This is just part of being a teacher. Guys, newsflash, that's a belief. Think back to limiting beliefs. That's a belief I was believing for way too long. See, think about it. Is it actually true? No. Does every teacher believe they have to stay late to be effective? Nope. And was it serving me? Absolutely not. And yet I kept searching for it, that balance that I believed was out there. I'm not, I'm sure I am not the first to tell you this, but it's not. Yet balance, it's like that pot of gold kids hear about on St. Patrick's Day. We know in our hearts it might not be there, yet we hold out hope and we keep searching for it. Guys, it's not there but not in the traditional sense. Instead, let's look at it as a blend. Everything you do, every role you have, every identity you live into is a part of you, 100% you. So when I talk about the blend, that's what I mean. Some days my blend is 80% work, 15% family, and 5% me. Some days it's 50% me, 40% family, 10% work, Some days it might even be 30% me, 60% family, 10% work. You get the picture. There are two things that are always constant. I'm always 100% me, and there is always some percentage of my day, even 1% that is for me and solely me. Typically, that's my morning routine. That is my non-negotiable every single day. So instead of seeking balance, Instead of trying to find something in your environment that doesn't exist, ask yourself what the blend looks like for me today. What does the blend feel like? And remind yourself you always get to bring 100% of who you are into that blend every single day. All right, the fourth thought that we make as educators relates to this statement, when I blank, then I will blank. When I get to June, then I'll be able to breathe. When I make it to winter break, then I'll have time for me. When I can conference with every student, then I'll feel accomplished. When I fix that student's behavior, then I'll be able to teach again. See the problem with these statements? One, they're focusing on something in the future, and the only true control I have is in the actions I take today in the present. When we keep chasing something in our future, it stays in our future. When I can bring that into today, then I can take action for it. When I, as a a statement, as a phrase, it leaves it too far in the future. You're seeking something that is not in your immediate control. And again, so many of our students do this. We just may not notice it because they aren't using the specific language. Instead, it may be the student that rips up the paper and swears at you, Maybe he or she is really saying, when I finally understand math, then I'll do the work you're giving me. Or the student who flips her desk or throws his chair when you say it's reading time, maybe they're really saying, when I can read the words without needing your help, since that's embarrassing to me, then I'll read in front of the class. Kids don't have that language yet. Heck, Some adults don't have it either. So they rely on a more predictable way to have their needs met, which is behavior. When is the last time you said something like, when I, then I will? It happens more often than we know. But remember, the first step to any behavior change is awareness. We have to notice it. And I notice it. Once I notice it, I can change it. And just like that, we are to number five. How about that? All right, so I'm going to recap number four real quick. So remember... In order to get beyond when I, then I will, we got to notice it. We got to bring it all the way back to that awareness. And that awareness is bringing us right into number five. So the fifth thought that holds educators back is the thought of I'm just a teacher. I think right here, right now, we can add just to my list of should, but, and, instead of. All right. Because it's a word we're no longer going to use. You're not allowed to have the word just in your vocabulary if you are using it to define who you are as an educator. How is it in one word we can reduce all that we have worked so hard for over how many years? Guys, just is a major downer if you ask me. So let's just not use it. You are an educator. You are more than an educator. Being an educator is part of who you are. It's part of your identity. It's not the whole thing. You have so many gifts to give the world. Share them out loud and proud. And don't, for a split second, hide behind the story you are telling yourself of just being a teacher. Do you feel me on that one? Do you hear me on that one? All right. And I want to, I got to add in here, do you see how I connected limiting beliefs to almost every single one of these thoughts. That's how powerful they are. It's why I started with it in number one, because I want to show you so much of what we believe is a belief. And it's a belief that's limiting, meaning it holds us back. But the moment we can become aware of the beliefs and the thoughts in our heads, that's when we can take action and we can get clarity. So that's it, you guys. We did it the five thoughts that educators have that hold us back from living into our legacy every single day. I would love to hear which of these resonated with you and would love it so much if you would subscribe to the podcast and share it out on social media. I'd also love for you to leave me a review and let me know what you think. Did you know too that my website was recently updated? It sure was by the amazing Claire at Blooming Designs Company. So be sure to go check it out at www.defineuniversity.com. That's university with Y-O-U. You can read about myself, my services, and even request a topic to be talked about on this very podcast. Oh, and another perk of visiting the website is you can sign up for my weekly email, which always includes a weekly freebie that goes right to you every Sunday. Then all those freebies are housed in my free resource library, which you guessed it, is right on the website. So go check it out today. I would love you for that. So where else can you find me? If we are not connected yet, come find me here. I'm over on Twitter at LTitus828. I'm on Instagram at lindsay.titus828. And on Facebook, you can search me just by searching Lindsay Titus. And come join the Facebook community group Define University for all things motivation, all things encouragement, celebrations, you name it. Come find it in that group. All right, you guys, that is it for this week. Thank you again for listening. I so appreciate all the love and support and until next week, have an amazing week ahead and we will talk soon.